Welcome to A Creative Life with Castella and Samantha Lawrence. I'm Cass. And I'm Sam. And we like to think of ourselves as your creative business besties. This podcast is all about living your best creative life. We're here to guide you through the ups and downs of life as a creative entrepreneur. All whilst following your intuition and listening to your soul whispers. Let's dive in. Hey, Kaz. Hey, Sam. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm so good and I'm so excited because today is about you. (laughs) We are focusing, putting the spotlight on you today, Sam, which I love because I just love, I love your story. I love your journey and I love what you're doing now. And I think that, yeah, the world needs to know about it. So yeah. And, and I think that we've touched on this you know, in the episodes so far and touched on your intuitive gifts and this soul reading aspect of you that you offer now. And I just thought it would be beautiful to dive into that, understand your journey a little bit more for those that are intrigued like I am, but also I feel like this could be an acceptance thing too for people who may, you know, might feel different to others as well and, and might experience different things too. And, uh, yeah, I just think that sharing that is always, you know, really empowering. So let's take it back to young Sam and I guess how all these intuitive gifts and, and however you describe it, how, how all that came about for you. Okay. Wow. Thank you, Cass. Um, there's so much and it's, um, it's, it's wonderful to be at this point in my life to speak freely about it and openly about it. And thank you for, yeah, providing that and encouraging me to do so. So young Sam, she was very, very quiet. I was a really shy kid and I was just like very internal. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, like I had an imaginary friend, for example, and like kids have imaginary friends, but mine was like a real, like it was a, <laughs> a real like, imaginary friend. Yeah. Like, and I didn't know, but like now looking back and my mum now looks back and she's like, whoa, like that was actually like a spirit that we took around with like everywhere with us. Do you know who that spirit was to you? No, no, okay. no I don't. Um, and look, you know, I was a kid, so it could have been a bit of a mix of actually a spirit and just like my imagination as a child. But yeah, I spent a lot of time like talking to fairies. I had like fairies around me and dolphins around me. And yeah, I was really quite quiet, but also quite an anxious child because when you don't have the tools to understand what's happening, it can be quite scary. So I would, um, from a young age, I would feel things and see things and so feel energy and see spirits. Like there was a part of the house that I still remember. I never went to this part of the house unless I had to go there because I just know that something happened there you know, with the previous owners and like my parents were just, my parents didn't know what to do with this kid, honestly, but. Did you talk to your parents about it? Yeah. Now that now it's wonderful, actually. Um, So 
mm, my mum is quite open to this stuff and she actually thinks it's like wonderful that I'm doing it and she's like so supportive, so supportive. cheering me on. My dad is like the most sceptical person ever, 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 ever. But however, um, two years ago when he had cancer, his parents so my grandparents came to me giving him messages and it supported him immensely during that time. And even though we haven't spoken about it specifically, it's really clear that it completely shifted his view on it because, um, yeah, like it it definitely helped him. him. Yeah. And so I think that's the thing, like everyone in my life that has been sceptical once I have a message for them, that's when it changes because they experience it and they're like, whoa, this is really nice. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, young Sam, yeah, she was pretty shy, pretty, pretty scared, but basically just saw a lot of things and didn't understand why. And so I actually did my best to shut it out for most of my life. Mm -hmm. And um, I actually, like looking back now, I can see that I was intentionally or subconsciously I feel like intentionally attracting people that were skeptical because I felt safe around people that were skeptical and I knew that about my husband for example like I knew very clearly that I a part of what I was attracted to was that he was skeptical because I felt safe because it couldn't happen if I was around him because he was so blocked off to it Wow. Yeah. And I literally like, cause often it would be at night, um, you know, when you're really relaxed in bed, that things will come to me. And I remember like being like, oh, he's here. Like I can just grab him and then they'll go away because it can't exist if he's here. I really tried my best to block it out. However, things would always happen. Um, usually at times when like that were hard in my life. Like um, I sort of did pretty well blocking it out for my like childhood. And then when I was a teenager, my mum got cancer and it was kind of like the biggest, like, you know, hardest thing that had happened at that point. And that's when my um, grandparents came to me and were giving me messages. And so I sort of like see it differs, but basically I see kind of like a shadow, like a silhouette. And I remember this one time I was outside in my parents' backyard and I was just bawling my eyes out. I was just so like distraught at like the idea of losing my mum. And I think someone, someone had said, like one of my best friend's mums had said something to me like, you know, like when our time's up, our time's up, you know, like. <laughs> not the time, not the time. <laughs> was she thinking seriously and so I was like I left like oh my god like is her time up and so yeah I was like really really in like very emotional state Mm. and then I just immediately felt calm like I just immediately stopped crying and felt calm and sensed somebody next to me and so I looked and I saw like a figure like a shadow and I just asked who are you because I knew it was someone like out loud um no in my head okay yeah, yeah. Um, oh, look, actually that point might have been out loud because I was like in that hysterical crying state where you say stuff out <laughs> loud. But generally when I ask, it's internal. Okay. And he pointed, so I saw like the silhouette point, his arm pointed in my parents' garden when my um, grandfather had passed away. We, um, my sister and I painted a plaque that said pa and we planted um, his favourite plant and we put these plaques in the garden and he pointed to the sign that said pa 
so I knew um, that it was him and it, it was just a really very, very clear, like no doubt I am experiencing this. Like when I experience things, it's not like, um, like it feels like reality. Like it feels like wow. like how, you know, this conversation is. It feels yeah. the same as that. And it was nice that it was, yeah, so positive and supportive and comforting. And so I did become a little more open at that stage knowing that, you know, at this time that was, yeah, quite hard. I could actually have support. So little things like that kept coming through during my teenage years. I'd go to like a cinema and like, I, yeah, some places I go, I'm like, I just can't be here. Like I just cannot be here. <laughs> um, and I see energy is how I could best describe it. Like, like if I'm looking now at a white wall, it's not white. It's like, I, I kind of describe it as pixelated. Like it looks like dots are there. Um, so it's like flashes of light. And um, is that energy? I, I believe so. That's how energy. I, that's yeah. how I've interpreted it because I mean, look, I've tried my best to deny this. <laughs> I went, You've pushed it, pushed like, it, pushed I've it. I've pushed it. And when this stuff happened with my eyes, um, in the last like few years, yeah. I went through this whole medical trial. Like I was in this that's trial. Right. Like yeah. of what's wrong with her eyes? Like, and they couldn't figure out what it was and. So do you want to go yeah. back to that of the what you would see in your eyes? Yeah, it's um, like flashes of light and then if I'm seeing a spirit or if I'm in a reading and I'm seeing visuals, the lights like come together and form an image and that then informs a message yeah. or a spirit coming through. But your parents thought that there was something... <laughs> Wrong, yes. wrong with you and you had to go yes. and see an optometrist. Yes, yeah, I saw an optometrist. I saw a neurologist. I had multiple MRIs on my brain. I was in this medical trial um, for for the brain. Um, it was like the, the link between the brain and the eye and I also wanted to know because I thought it was a physical thing and I got to the point in the trial where it was so interesting. I think about it all the time. Like this professor, he knew something. So and I took my dad to this um, appointment and this is me just a few years ago like as an adult and I was like, no, dad, can you come to this? Um, because it was also like mysterious <laughs> and okay. he's very practical. I'm like, I want you to tell me. And basically this professor couldn't really tell me anything. And my dad's like, so what is it that you're saying it is? Like, <laughs> I, I need it in layman's like, terms. Please tell me. tell me. And he was like, look, it's basically like you have another sense is how he explained it. We're like, okay. But then we tried to get more details and we couldn't get them out of him because he was saying he can't, things haven't been proven. So he can't say it it's legally not scientific because it's yeah, not scientifically okay. proven he can't and so then my dad straight down the line goes okay so you know what it is but you can't tell us and he was like yeah pretty much <gasps> really yeah so my intuition tells me that he he knows and I think that he's like personally interested and intrigued yeah and that that's potentially why yeah so if anyone has heard of visual snow that is the medical trial that I was under or if anyone right. want, is interested to learn wow um yeah so yeah that's a part of it and then when was the first time that you started to see the images form with the lights so I've always been a very very vivid dreamer and it's quite a similar experience so that's been my entire life I wake up 
most days I wake up tired because my dreams are so exhausting. It's like a whole journey that happens. That's so funny. My husband wakes up every day and he's like, whoa, like far out. I just like had a whole nother life in my dreams. I'm exhausted. Yeah, it's that's really interesting. exhausting. Like I could write books about like what happens in these, these stories. stories. Yeah. yeah. So I do relate it to that. And, I, you know, and obviously when we're dreaming, we are, that is the dream state is very similar. So there are lots of meanings in our dreams. So that's been definitely constant throughout my life. And then a few years ago now, I, um, I actually got really sick, like physically sick and like basically just stop everything in my life because I was so sick. I couldn't work. I couldn't do anything. And that's when the lights came. And it used to be something where if I was just really, really tired, it would happen and then I could close my eyes and shut it off. Whereas now if I close my eyes, they're still there. It doesn't matter if my eyes are open or closed, the lights are there. And so at that point I, well, I went through the medical trial, you know, internally, intuitively was like, no, it is not something physical. I'm not unwell. There's no issue um, medically. Mm -hmm. And at that time I went through, I guess, quite an awakening (laughs) such a like cliche word, but really I did. And I did a course. So Mm -hmm. it was in, yeah, I think 2019 that I received a message from um, someone I know, her mum came to me and gave me a message to pass on to her. And this girl I hadn't seen for about eight years and we had known each other and sort of moved in similar circles, but I don't, we talk about it now, I don't think we'd ever actually directly spoken to each other. Mm-hmm. We just knew each other and I guess we knew we liked each other. It was kind of a connection, an energetic connection. She's super um, spiritual herself, which I, I didn't know though, that about her. So I called her up to give her this um, message from her mum and was so scared, I was like shaking on the phone and um, gave her this message and she was amazing and just replied like, thank you so much. It's so nice to hear from her. It was around Christmas. She's like, it's always nice to hear from her at this time of year. Um, hey, Sam, if you need some help setting boundaries, I have a teacher that I know of that could really help you. So looking back now, we like, you know, I'm so grateful to my friend Lucy and her mum, Jane, because I really feel like that message was as much just to help me and guide me to this teacher. Yeah. So I did this course. um, So um, by Brie Melanson is her name. She's a beautiful um, teacher and the course is called Psychic Bootcamp. And it was through that course, which is quite an intensive course. And I went very deep into it. Um, I feel like my life changed really after that course. I worked through the fear that I had attached to it throughout my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was about 30 when, um, which really links to my human design actually, but it was about 30 that I that I did this course and started to embrace these um, gifts, which I can now say are gifts for so long. I thought it was like a burden. And that sometimes I still feel like, oh, but no, <laughs> gifts. Um and so we've worked through the I get fear. to do this, Sam. I get to do this. I get to do this. I get to do this. Yeah. I was in a yin yoga class the other day and so I was like, oh, to be you. Like I was like, oh, I like, look, sometimes, no. Like sometimes you just want to shut it off. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was an amazing course. Work, work through that fear and you really learn how to um, 
to do a reading um, for yourself and for others. And everybody is psychic. Everybody's intuitive. Absolutely. And everybody receives messages in different ways. And so there are people that can only hear things or they just feel things, whereas I'm predominantly visual. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's where I really kind of like harnessed this ability for these lights to come together and show images. Um, Yeah, so it was around that time. And how has that evolved from, so you being able to do your own reading on yourself and then readings for others I've had a reading with you Sam so for you to sit down and really you are tapping into someone's soul right so maybe just I guess explain that process of like what are you reading like like what are you seeing and what are you reading and and yeah what's that experience like yes yes absolutely so well first and foremost it's getting permission off that that soul, that Mm -hmm. person to connect with their soul. It's like, I think boundaries are, I mean, they're important in life, but very important in this work. And that's something I take really seriously for myself and for other people. And so it starts with asking for that permission. And the more open the person is, the more I will receive as Mm -hmm. well. Once I have that permission, I go through a grounding process. So I have my eyes closed for most of the reading, which is quite unusual. Not everybody has their eyes closed the whole time. It's just how I work because I really am like Sam is like aside, like Sam is yes. not there when I do yeah. this yeah. and I feel that, like I feel like I, I've had out-of-body experiences my whole life and you feel out-of-body. I feel out-of-body when I do these readings and so I put Sam aside and um, I ground, so ground to the earth, I go through that process and then I have a like a protection process that I go through where I invite some angels and guides to come in and protect and then go into the heart space. And so it's igniting that light within myself. And it's something I do now as well is ignite that heart space within the person that I'm reading. Um, mm-hmm. It just helps open it up more. And the more that they're involved, the more that um, we can receive as well. And then it is like... Um, hmm. it's like this really bright white light that is like washing down through my body and up out of my head and like connecting up into like spirit, I suppose mm-hmm. you could call it. Um, yeah, I, I'm actually, some people might be interested to know I'm not a religious person and I never have been. Um, some, some people are, some people aren't, but I, I do see spirituality different to religion. And so once I've connected, I then like uh, see in my mind's eye, this is all in the mind's eye, I see the person in front of me, which could be either online or in person. It really doesn't make a difference. I mean, my eyes are closed anyway. Um, so I see their um, their soul in my mind's eye and then I just say within myself, I am ready to receive. What does, for example, what does Cass's soul want to share? Show me I'm listening. Um, Cause I do, I do hear things and um, often feel things in my body. Like if somebody's like having issues, like speaking their mind, like I might feel like my throat or like yeah. anxiety. Sometimes the other day I was feeling like my heart was like pulsing really quickly. And uh-huh. so it was like anxiety in the other person. And wow. we clear that through, you know, in the process as well within the reading. Um, yeah. So that's kind of what the process is. Yeah. Like. So it's not only just 
I guess, passing over the information that you are seeing and feeling, it's also, I feel like there's like a healing element to it as well. Like, so whatever does come up can be worked through, um, which they wouldn't know on a conscious level maybe. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's so important. Like I, you know, I'm choosing now to do this work for others because I can see that it can help people and I therefore want to help people through it. And so I don't want to just bring something up and just, you know, say, oh, this has come up. Like let's actually move through this. Like let's work through this. And sometimes things that come up, it lands later, um, Mm. you know, and it takes a little while to integrate it as well. Um, But I would say healing is definitely a part of it. Um, there's no, you know how like, um, psychic like has this idea of like a crystal ball and seeing the future. I don't work in timelines at all. You know, some people do, that's just not something that I do because I, I know that your beliefs are more powerful and your beliefs will change whatever your reality is. So I might see something now that could be in your future, but I, I will choose not to share that because I, I know that the belief of that person is more powerful and I would rather that they choose their belief and choose their reality than me sharing what I see in this moment that could change in another moment because I'm aware of the power in that as well, Mm. you know. I I don't want to determine what could happen in someone's future. And I've had readings where like I've received a reading, like somebody gave me a reading and it was future things. And some of it's happened, some of it hasn't. And I know because I chose after that and my beliefs changed and so my reality changed. So I, I, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to alter that reality for someone and and influence them to hold on to something to be like, Sam said that this was going to happen. Totally. And I remember you saying to me in in our reading that you, like, like on that particular day, like you could do a reading the very next day and different things would come up. It's like just yes. whatever is coming up in that moment, that very moment um, for you. I remember I remember when you did the reading for me and Isla had just fallen asleep and you could feel, and, and the other thing is too that a lot of the times I'm like, I remember when that came up and you're like, no, no. because I was in a, <laughs> I was in a Yeah, you were in a totally different um, state. But I remember Isla's soul came through, but it was she was like a really fiery soul, but her fire had been dimmed because she'd just fallen asleep. And you may not even remember that. No, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember most, most of, of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's really beautiful. Like because you have these boundaries now with those the souls that you allow in. You say um, someone has to come to the door. Mm-hmm. Like someone's at the door. Can I let them in? And you ask you ask the soul that you're reading someone's knocking at the door, can I let them in? And, and yes. I thought that was really beautiful too. You're not just, it's not just like blah. Like it's not just yes. like you're just like telling them everything that comes to you. It's, yeah, it's really like, you know, honouring the soul that you're reading as well. Yeah, yes. And I think that's so, you know, helpful for everyone involved. That's something I learned through the course as well was setting those clear boundaries because my my fear that I had with, um, you know, seeing people that had passed over was that I just didn't know when it would happen. And, you know, some energies are so big that it's like overwhelming. And so I do, I have set that very clear boundary that all the time in my life there is a door and they can only come in if I allow them to come through the door. 
which has been really helpful and, and something that I like to um, offer in the readings to to the people as well. Yeah. And so obviously you have a beautiful support network around you too at the moment and I'm sure everyone's wondering, is your husband still a skeptic? <laughs> yes. You, yeah, it's a great question. I, um, gosh, I love him so much. I'm very grateful. So, I mean, we've been together for 12 years and I've only accepted this in myself in the last maybe three years, three mm-hmm. or four, yeah, three years. And that obviously was like a shock to him. Like, yeah. like wait a second, been, you weren't like this when we got married. <laughs> yes. And I was trying to block it out. So I didn't speak about it. Yeah. Um, and he has been amazing. He was still skeptical at the beginning, um, which I didn't mind. Like I still, yeah. part of me was still like. Yeah, you're still you holding on to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then really it was when um, messages came for him uh, that it changed for him. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So people, um, within the first year of us being together, quite a few people close to us passed away. And so um, it was within like a month of us getting together, he lost two people very close to him that I never got to meet, but they do come to me um, as spirits and I can give those messages to him. So, yeah, once I started sharing that, it kind of started changing. And then when he saw how me embracing this changed my life positively in that I was just happier and not anxious and helping other people and attracting better things in my life that it was I suppose undeniable for him um that you know this was happening and I guess also I'm not like a really like airy fairy like woo-woo person yeah <laughs> like, yeah I know you have this grounded yeah. aspect to you yet you have these all these amazing spiritual abilities yeah I guess that helps I guess that helps yeah <laughs> but it helps being with a partner like that too because yeah. it would ground you a lot I would imagine <laughs> definitely yeah and then you've obviously got these communities around you too uh, yeah. where you live now of you know who understand yeah you know, and you can talk about it with which must help so much it really does that's actually a huge piece of the puzzle and um moving to the ocean so moving from the city of Melbourne to the ocean um on the east coast in New South Wales I always knew that um this sort of energy work it was going to be even more important to be filling up my cup and fueling my own soul and I knew for me the power of the ocean was huge in its ability to cleanse and to revitalise me. And so it was quite a conscious decision that I didn't want to offer this work to others unless I lived close to the ocean and had that at my fingertips because I will do readings and um, I will go for a swim afterwards or wow. even just sit at the ocean so like to just cleanse. like cleanse like okay cool like we're we've done that we've disconnected we're back to myself like wow um, wow it must be just such an like it is literally an out-of-body experience like yes. you, you and not yourself so I suppose there's that process of yeah getting back to you exactly and actually another part of it like so there's a, a place near here one heart creative space where lots of different things happen I offer readings there um but I also um so they also offer dance classes and so my background's in dancing and I take class and I had actually really stopped dancing for for quite a while in my life and I'm dancing this year more than I have in a very long time 
and it is helping this work so much because I get back in my body. So it's like the best way to just get back in my body and just be Sam here now in my body. Um, So that's a huge, huge help. Amazing, amazing. Um, Oh, there's so many things. But do you have any advice? I just think like if anybody, because this must be such an internal struggle if you are, I don't know, having these thoughts or feelings or gifts or things happening that may that other people may not understand like Mm. what would you say to them given the journey that you've been on yeah it's huge I mean honestly if you're feeling like that reach out to me I'm more than happy to speak to anyone because you can feel so alone and confused and I'm more than happy to talk to people and I can guide you into some tools like and I really highly recommend Brie Melanson to follow her work. She has lots of tools to help you. Breath work is huge. Um, If anyone's heard of breath work, it's a a process of doing a a particular type of breathing. Have you done it before, Cass? Yes, I have done a little bit of breath work before, but it's definitely not part of my daily practice or anything like that. Um, But, yeah, it's really, really powerful. Yeah, it is. It's huge. So I, when I was doing the course, I was doing breath work like almost daily. I don't, I, I actually like kind of avoid it unless I have to do it now because it's quite intensive, but mm. it's amazing. Like mm. I should do it more. So you, you breathe into your stomach, into your mouth, and then like you breathe out both at the same time. And it's, it's such a different, full yeah, different <laughs> yeah. way of breathing. Yeah. Um, but it's very, very powerful. Like even if you're listening and you have like an illness or an injury, like just try breath work. It's changes everything. Um, so I would say that I understand that um, like a, a huge thing for me was what other people would think and because like people are more open to it now, I suppose, but there's still like a lot of people that just think you're crazy or you're making it up yeah. or <laughs> change the way they see you. And yeah. Um, I, yeah, like hid it from even people that were close to me, like close friends for a long time because I didn't want them to change how they saw me. What I have found is that majority of the people, like 99%, just love me even more now that I've yes, opened yes. it up to Oh, them. I like, love that. What a message, like, to to shine and be your unapologetic self and yes. there's just more of you to love. Yes. So if you're listening and you're, like, scared what people will think, like. For anything, I feel like For now. anything. Like, <laughs> yeah, like. I don't know, give people the benefit of the doubt. Like you might be surprised. You might be surprised. Yeah, Yeah. but how much inner peace has that given you because that is really the true gift back to yourself is you now, like there is nothing like being able to be yourself. Yes. Even in if we can relate this back to creative business and doing what you love and doing it in your way and doing it in your style and doing it in your timelines and that is the gift of life is to just do it how in a way that feels like you mm. that is the gift to yourself and that is the gift to everybody that absolutely. you come across so absolutely yeah, there's it's such power in that story so much power I, I mean I've had a few clients lately that um have then they've asked for readings for soul readings to assist with their business like that was the intention for them and it's been beautiful and actually quite quite powerful like for me I'm always like what are we gonna find out today there's always a surprise I'm like let's see I don't know what will happen and 
I am like, wow, like the things that are coming through that are these. Can you give like, any examples at all? Um, so there was an, uh, an author in Sydney and she was looking for support with a book that she's writing and her ancestors came through with some advice to help for the book and then some tools came through like um I I don't want to share too much because it's like a personal like her reading was personal but so tools came through that were tangible things that she could do every day to assist with her work wow wow that's amazing and so you give soul readings on a Friday every week? Or? I do, yeah. So I've opened up to a very limited um, calendar for now actually. So I do three every Friday afternoon, either in person or online, mm-hmm. and it's beautiful. You can just book via my website. Yeah, amazing. And do they go for about an hour? I think ours went for nearly two. Yours was so long, yeah. It's actually it's hard. It must to, be hard because, yeah, you're not yeah. in that uh, frame of mind of time. Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Once you're in, you just want to keep going. So I have allocated an hour. It's usually enough. Sometimes I go over, yeah. <laughs> but I try to yeah. stick to an hour. But I've found recently, like I'm starting to intuitively feel when it's the time. Um, or if the other person, you know, is like on that page, like it's going to be an hour, it's like there's soul yeah, intuitively knows they, and so yes. it, it stops wow. giving me info like wow. it's it's usually when they stop wow. giving me oh stuff God, I don't see anything amazing. so we're like okay well it's okay finished. soul well yeah <laughs> <Time> <laughs> <to go>. yeah. <laughs> yeah oh wow so if anyone like would love a soul reading with Sam then yeah just head to your your Instagram or website and you can um, reach out and book that way but yeah I can tell you from my experience we are definitely going to do another soul reading soon Sam um but yeah that one experience was incredible like nothing I've ever experienced before um it's yeah it's almost just like it feels like tapping into a wisdom that like you know is there but Sam just brings it to light like brings it forward and shows you like it's because like you said we all have intuitive gifts and we all have downloads and ideas and guidance and we all have guides around us and that sort of thing but we are too busy living our life in this reality (laughs) on earth um I think in this I guess day and age um we are not taught to honor what comes through like or what just naturally comes through and and I hope that that's changing and that especially conversations like this and, and the way we talk about intuition using that in our everyday lives is so important but yeah it's almost like what you bring forward is this this like reminder this beautiful reminder like of course like of course you know that that's happening or that should happen or uh, but then the this the souls coming through is a, a totally different level because that's something that we don't we can't tap in or well, I know I can't tap into um you know usually so that that extra guidance is is so beautiful and to yeah and I know you can't guarantee like someone might want a soul to come through a specific soul to come through but you can't guarantee what's going to happen in that in that no idea Um, but it's always what you need at the time right exactly yes it's that's that is what I'm finding like sometimes people will come and go 
um, they'll either tell me or don't like, like people like to test me. And so they don't tell me that they want to connect with the soul. But then afterwards, when the souls come through, they're like, oh, I actually was like wanting them to come through, but I didn't want to tell you, <laughs> which I love, like seriously go for it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and yeah, sometimes they will go in wanting that connection, but then that person doesn't come through yeah. and lots of other stuff comes through for them. Yeah. And at the end they're like, yeah, I didn't need that. Like what I received is what I needed. Wow. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. And I'm just, yeah, I'm so happy for you that you've yeah, connected with this and are bringing this to the world. And yeah, I think it's amazing. So if anyone wants to reach out, you know how to now. Um, and thank you for sharing your story, Sam. Thank you so much, Cass. I really appreciate you. Um, yeah, holding this space for me and wanting to hear it. Thank you for joining us on A Creative Life. You can follow our creative lives on Instagram at Castella Design, at Revelus Design, and of course the podcast Instagram at The Creative Life Podcast. If you liked today's episode and want to hear more, we would love it if you subscribe and leave a review. And if you want to be featured on the potty with your own question, shoot us an email to hello at a creative life podcast.com. We'd love to hear from you. See you next time. Big love. <laughs>